Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. We've been on a search for an executive pastor for our church to further the vision of 2020 that we have to seek and find more and leadership development and all these kinds of things, um, and as well as to raise the, the pastoral uh, presence at our church. And so uh, we had 30 uh, applicants sent in resumes, and we narrowed that down to 11, and then we narrowed that down to four. And the last time I told you, uh, we were going to try to narrow that down to uh, one or two people. And I'm really excited to tell you what's gone on since then. You want to know? All right, so uh, uh, before we bring up a picture um, of, of someone, I want to uh, kind of give you an idea of what God has been up to. It's been super cool. So um, when we got resumes in, um, well, I'll tell you this. We've actually nar- narrowed the list of four down to one. Yeah, you can give him a clap for that. And so this individual, when we got resumes, when I, got, when I saw his resume, I thought, for some reason, God really highlighted his resume for me. And so I was like, well, I kind of like this guy. I think he might be a good fit in our church. And then uh, he sent us a link to a couple of his messages online. And so I listened to him and I thought, wow, this guy like kind of sounds like I teach and I think he would fit in our culture. And then we sent questions back to all the applicants uh, to, to kind of give us a little bit more information about them and, and th- themselves and all that. And I read through his, his answers and I was like, wow, this guy's really awesome. And then we uh, went into the interview process and uh, my wife was telling me before we went into the interview process that she goes, you know that like we have four people to interview and you feel like you have a man crush on this one guy. (laughs) And so you got to be careful. So uh, we went, but I tell you what, like he nailed the interview. Um, And out of all four people we interviewed, he was the only one who nailed the interview. And every one of the board members afterwards said, yep, I I think this this guy's my number one. Every single one. There was no, uh, we were all in unity, all those kind of things. Uh, and then we were going to end up bringing one other person back and, and to visit and all those kind of things. And then we got an email that Sunday that said, hey, I feel like God's taken us and our family in a different direction. And so God actually didn't, made our choice very easy in the midst of it, which is super cool. So do you want to see his picture? All right, bring him up. Jared Ellsworth. Now, some of you are laughing. Because you know, like, so wait, like, he kind of talks like you. He kind of looks like you. So I'm really excited. Jared uh, is, is 30 years old. Uh, he's got two. What? We did. Yes, on purpose. So Jared's 30 years old. He's got a, a, a lovely wife, Rachel. You bring up that next slide. Um, uh, Rachel and his two kids. He's got a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. And uh, they're actually going to come for an on-site visit on March 29th, God willing. Uh, we actually booked flights this week uh, for them to come and to visit and to, to uh, be here to experience Cornerstone. And that might be Cornerstone at Shepherd's Heart Fellowship Church, um, but to experience Cornerstone. Um, and I will tell you this, and so it's not... Um, I'm really excited about them and getting them here and having them with us for the weekend and all those kind of things. But I will tell you this, it's not a for sure thing. It's not a guarantee that, that we are hiring him and offering the, him the position. Um, I've actually told the board and my, and my children that it's kind of like this is a date. 
that we're going to be going on uh, when they come in. And so uh, essentially, we want them to be able to come and experience us and go, wow, those, yeah, I think this is God's fit for us, as well as we want to continue to walk out that process to make sure it's God's fit. Now, we feel like that is. The board and I uh, are all on, on the same page with that. But when you get face to face with somebody and in the real presence of people and them with us, because you all know that I'm a little crazy, um, that, you know, it, it matters. All that, all that dynamics matter. And so, um, so just keep praying for us. Uh, keep praying for Jared and his family. Um, and, uh, but man, God has, uh, Leah was right. The man crush is really real, right? It's like, I, I, and here's why, and, and I, uh, you gotta, so when we interviewed this guy, one of the first questions we said to him, we said, uh, I started out pretty boldly, said, why do you want this job and why should we hire you? Was kind of the first question. And he said, do you want my real answer? I said, yes. And he said, honestly, I've already fallen in love with Cornerstone Vineyard Church. This guy literally has read everything on our website. He's listened to every one of our messages. He's gone, he's gone like he loves our church already and he's not even been here. And, uh, and then uh, about a week later, I did a message uh, that was a tough one a few weeks ago. And uh, I got a text message on Wednesday. I'm working on the message. I got a text message that said, hey, great job on the message this past weekend. Hard topic. I think you handled it with grace and love and hope. Uh, and I thought, I get some of those texts from you guys every now and then. But you know who it was from? It was from Jared. And he was already, he's already engaged in our church and he hasn't even been here. So I think, I think God's moving in a mighty way. So keep praying for us. And uh, if you want to, you can, um, you know, troll him on Facebook now and all that. Um, all right. Uh, if you brought a Bible with you, you want to grab one of the ones that are in the pews there, you can uh, grab that and turn to Genesis 45. Or yes, Genesis chapter 45. That's where we're going to land today. Genesis 45. Uh, Genesis is the first book in the New Testament, or I'm sorry, in the Old Testament. So um, it's pretty easy to find right there at the beginning of the Bible. Uh, we are live on the Uversion Bible app too. So if you want to uh, search that, you can search those things and uh, check that out as well. And to get us started today, I want to start by showing you a video, okay? And the video you're about to see is, uh, how many of you like uh, the, uh, Ellen's Game of Games? Anybody watch that Ellen's Game of Games? Yeah, it's kind of fun. Ellen's kind of a game person, and so I like to have a lot of fun, so I'm kind of a game person too. So what you're going to see is a clip from one of Ellen's games that were off from her show, and the game is called Oh Snap. Okay, and what's happening is uh, there's two people playing along each, against each other and they're all trying to, they're trying to get apples in their mouth and take them from one area to the other area, which is kind of hard in itself, but she makes the game really interesting by having them wear uh, life vests that have bungeed together. And so they're kind of pulling on each other a little bit. It's kind of fun to watch. So take a look at this. Uh, it's kind of our starter today. Go! Yeah. So uh, I start with that this morning uh, to, uh, to bring up an idea. And the idea is this. Uh, it's the idea of tension. 
Okay, the idea of tension, because obviously, right, the, 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 what made that really challenging, especially for the one guy, all right, was, was the fact that there was tension, right? Um, and it's, it's kind of what tension does, doesn't it? By, by definition, ch- uh, tension brings challenge and strain um, and, uh, because things are kind of in opposite of each other, right? They were pulling on each other, and which made the challenge, made the, the significance of strain. And today I want to uh, I want to I use that because I want to talk about a tension that we live in spiritually, a tension that is pretty real for us uh, this side of heaven. Um, and I'm going to tell you exactly what that is in just a moment. But I want to remind you that we have been in a series over the last couple of weeks called "Distinctly Unique: Unveiling What Makes Us Who We Are." And what we're doing in this series is that we are um, looking at uh, distinctives that are in the Vineyard Movement, kind of why we are who we are, what makes us us. Okay, and these are shared distinctives for, of the more than 600 plus Vineyard churches across the country. Um, but beyond that, I think these distinctives are important for us to to analyze, to to pick apart and ultimately to implement in our lives. And I, uh, man, I tell you what, it's been so far, we only done two weeks. And I think that there's been really significant, um, if, if, if I would, if I can say this, iron sharpens iron, some friction spiritually in our lives that has really created some good conversation and some things in our lives. And I think today is going to be no different. And so today the distinctive is, uh, the vineyard distinctive that we're going to look at today um, is something that's called, you ready? The already and not yet. Okay, the already and not yet. And I've labeled this before, if you've been around Cornerstone for a while, that I've labeled this kingdom theology, okay? Um, essentially meaning that, that sometimes there are, in this life, there are kingdom moments now. Like we can see God's movement and, and kingdom come to earth right now. We can see those things happen. But then also we won't fully see it happen. Not everything will come to pass until we are in heaven in eternity with Jesus. It's kingdom theology, because he, in the Bible, Jesus, uh, sometimes he talks about the kingdom of God being here, right? Within our reach, right? Kingdom, uh, people are healed. I've seen people healed. Lives are transformed, right? Signs and wonders do occur. While the other times Jesus talks about uh, the kingdom of heaven being a future reality. In other words, sometimes people are not healed. Sometimes uh, difficult social issues and, and things like, for example, coronavirus happen. Jobs are lost, hunger continues, suffering is real. And so the already and not, and not yet, this distinctive we're gonna look at today uh, allows us, uh, enables us to believe God for miracles, what we just sang about just a few minutes ago, but also trust God when pain is occurring because pain is real, suffering is real. Acknowledging both miracles and suffering, quite a tension, I think you would agree. I think it's one important to wrestle with. And so to help us discuss this today, I've been really, really pumped about this message for a while. We're going to look at the story of a guy in the book of Genesis um, named Joseph. And some of you, if you've been around scripture, you know that that Joseph had uh, an interesting life. And Joseph, I would say, and we're going to see today, is that Joseph experienced the now and the not yet over and over and over in his life. He experienced miracles, and all the time, he was also then, uh, oftentimes he was experiencing suffering, and then he experienced miracles, and then he would experience suffering, and then he would experience miracles in his life. 
And so um, you can read about him all in the book of Genesis on your own time, but I want to recap his life just a little bit for you before we jump into our text today, okay? Um, so uh, Joseph was part of a really big family. He had 11 brothers, okay? So he was the youngest of, of 12, all right? And uh, his father, Jacob, uh, loved him a lot. Like he was like, dad's favorite, right? And so uh, showed favoritism to Joseph uh, a lot. There was at one point, he actually gets this really cool, uh, I call it a bomber jacket, if you will. No, it's not really. It was like a coat of many colors, all right? And, uh, and so his brothers, because of all of this, like really didn't, they really kind of grew to not really like Joseph. Okay, uh, and so they were like, you know what, this little pipsqueak, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know what, we gotta eliminate him out of here. We gotta get him out of here. We're gonna kill him. And so they, they throw him in a pit and they're, they're trying to figure out how they're gonna kill him. Long term, long story short, they end up not killing him. They end up uh, selling him into slavery. Uh, so he's bought by this guy named Potiphar, all right? And he gets into Potiphar's house and a Potiphar is the captain uh, of Pharaoh's guard, uh, the king, okay? And, and Potiphar, like quickly, because, you know, that's why Jacob really loved Joseph a lot because Joseph's pretty awesome, right? And so Potiphar starts to really like Joseph a lot too. And so he kind of gives him some leadership in his house, all right? And uh, so again, we're, see, we're already starting to see threads. Like, wait, so stuff, dad loves me, brothers hate me, I get gonna die. Oh, wait, and then I get sold, but then I go to this guy. See, there's all this stuff that's happening in Joseph's life, right? So, uh, so he gets this leadership opportunity in Potiphar's house. Uh, but the unfortunate thing is, is that Potiphar's wife starts to also kind of like him a little bit and tries to seduce this guy. And uh, Joseph, because he's such an upstanding guy, does not do that. And so basically she makes up this big old thing and, and essentially Joseph gets put in prison by Potiphar. Okay, some suffering's starting to come again. But then as he's in prison, not long after he's in prison, the warden actually goes, man, I kind of like this guy, Joseph. And so puts him in, in charge of other prisoners and he has some leadership opportunities in the midst of it. Again, things are starting to look up again. But then, uh, and as, as things go on, uh, these two prisoners, they have these dreams and, and in these dreams, like they don't really know what they mean. And so Joseph's like, hey, I'm, I'm attached to God. I can tell you what they mean. So he tells them what, that, what their dreams mean. And then after, because of that, Pharaoh comes and says, hey, I have this dream. And so he, he uh, ends up telling Pharaoh about his dream as well. Ultimately, all of that gets him out of prison and he becomes the, uh, the, the person responsible, the official responsible for a massive storage endeavor for a famine that is coming. And he's gonna be the guy to actually uh, distribute all the food as well. Man, this guy's had an amazing life. And this is where we're gonna pick up the story today. Um, and it's why we're looking at him in this, in this, this up and down stuff, this now and not yet, the miracles and suffering. We're gonna pick it up in uh, chapter 45 of Genesis. Um, and this is when Joseph's brothers, again, who sold him, were trying to kill him, sold him into slavery, right? They're coming to now, now to him because the famine has come. And again, he's the distributor, distributor of that stuff, right? And so he, they come to him because they're like everybody else, they need rations of food. Okay, we're gonna start in verse four of chapter 45. It says, then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land and for the next five years, there will be, now, be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. And we're gonna to skip to chapter 50. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. 
So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. So the title of our talk today is Distinctly Unique, The Already and The Not Yet. And what we're going to do today is we're going to dig deep into uh, and explore two reasons why it's really important to grasp this idea of the already, like the kingdom come now and the not yet, uh, that it's going to be fully come later, uh, to live well in this, uh, in this tension, if you will, in life, uh, much like I think Joseph did throughout the thread of his entire life. And so um, I think you'll find it really helpful. I know it was for me as I was putting this together uh, this week. But before I give you those two things, I want to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give you a couple things to write down. So God, uh, we are just grateful that we can be in this place at this time in your presence. And so God, as we uh, now look at this uh, text today and we explore the already and the not yet, God, this, this distinctive, God, I pray that you would do something supernatural among us. God, we invite your, your Holy Spirit to come. Just come, Holy Spirit, in this place. And that you would, you would um, change us, God. Every week we meet together, it's not because we wanna just say, hey, we, we, we did church today, but it's because we wanna have an encounter with you. So help us do that. Help my words, God, be your words. And I pray, God, that as we are in this place, that you would multiply those uh, hundredfold in our lives. We honor you with this time and give it to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we have two points today. Is your first one you can write this in on your handout. Uh, let's see, grasping the now and not yet is crucial because, number one, supernatural activity can really come. Supernatural activity can really come. I almost made it, um, we can see really cool stuff happen. Like if we can grasp the already and not yet, uh, we, we, really cool stuff can happen. Back in the text, Joseph tells his brothers that something supernatural has been and, and is happening, right? It says in verse five, it says, it was to, and I underline this, to save lives that God set me ahead of you. So again, the, the first part of this distinctive, the, the already and the, the not yet is the already, right? It's the kingdom now. It's miracles, it's people healed, lives transformed, signs and wonders, the kingdom of God today. Not tomorrow, but today. I'm gonna to tell you ahead of time, I'm gonna get riled up today. <laughs> See, we saw this happening all over Joseph's life, right? His life was spared, although yes, he was sold into slavery, right? But his brothers could have just killed him. And yet it was not by happenstance that this, this thing was coming by the road and the, the one of the brothers said, oh, hey, instead of killing him, let's, let's sell him into slavery. God spared his life. Then he became the leader with Potiphar, Potiphar and he had quite a sweet setup with Potiphar. If you look into that story this week, folks, I'll explore that a little bit, but this dude was put in charge of literally everything Potiphar owned. He became the COO, the chief operating officer of Potiphar's house. Tell me that's not God. And then it happened again, going into prison and then out of prison, right? He comes out of prison and he becomes the official officer, the guy. He is the guy that everybody wanted to be with because, because he was the one that had the food. See, God, God brought the now a bunch of times in the midst of Joseph's life. So it's happening all over the place. Folks, what I want you to understand today is that that was Old Testament and we've had Jesus come. We're gonna celebrate in a few weeks of the risen savior who left his spirit here. We have that even more access to that even more than Joseph did. We can experience that stuff. And the reason why I'm gonna get riled up, I love this part of the already and not yet. 
It, I love this part because this is the good stuff. This is not just that God is on a distant mountain and good luck and, 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 and maybe you can hold up on all the things that you've got to do. No, this is the God who wants to interact with us. Over the years as I've pressed into this, man, I tell you what, I've, my life has been transformed by this amazing already kingdom now kind of mentality. I've seen God do amazing things in my life. I've seen things happen for people in, in, in the churches I've been in, in the relationships I've been in. I've seen people get transformed emotionally and spirits of anxiety and depression go away. I've seen people um, re relationally changed and, and marriages miraculously restored. And, and one, one of, the, of, the, uh, of the people in the marriage, one of the spouses was ready to walk out the door and God broke in, the kingdom of God broke into that marriage and saved their marriage. Physically, I've seen people walk away from, from, from things that, that should, they shouldn't have been able to walk away from. I've seen backs, legs, ankles, shoulders, cancer healed, all healed by the kingdom of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I've seen it happen with my own eyes. This is good stuff. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on, we can interact this morning. I'm gonna get riled up. See, I love this part of the already and not yet because this is the good stuff. And see, but here in and in lies the tension already. There are some that believe that the signs and wonders that happened with Jesus and the apostles that died with the apostles. And folks, I'm gonna tell you today, I'm gonna be very strong because I don't believe that. And here's why I don't believe that. Okay, it says, Jesus says in Matthew 6, this is the Lord's prayer, you may know it as that. Matthew 6 says, this is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now I underline this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus is telling us to pray for the kingdom now. Your kingdom come on earth, here, now, with us. So yes, later in eternity as well. But right now, pray your kingdom come. Now, that's one of the things, by the way, that I pray for you weekly. When I pray for you on Tuesday mornings, I pray for everybody by name on Tuesday mornings and I pray that God's kingdom will come in your life. Because I want God's kingdom to come in your life. He goes on a few chapters later in Matthew chapter 10. He says, as you go, proclaim his message, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Hey, look at this, heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse those who have had leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. So in case we were inferring way too much in, in the Lord's prayer, the, Jesus is basically commanding, of, of, commanding us to do it right here in this text. While you're here, while you're here making me famous, right? While you're making Jesus Christ famous, press into kingdom theology, go heal some sick people. Be part of miracles, some signs and wonders. And then uh, it says uh, in John 14, it says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes, that's you and me if we have a follower, if we're a follower of Jesus, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will, look at this, do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. See, Jesus did tons of miracles, folks, and he's telling us plainly right here that not only will that continue, but it will continue through you and through me and through us. Ah, that's exciting! Y'all are silly. Like, that is exciting! Right? Oh, I want to go on a tangent, but I'm not going to. Go for it. You guys shouldn't encourage me like that. Okay. Folks, our, I have been so guilty of this. A time with Jesus should be pretty exciting. 
We should, like, this is the kind of stuff that we can see and experience it. And, and I don't know about you, there are certain times in my life where I just go through the mundane and everything that's going on. And, 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 then, and it's because I'm not really seeking the already of the already and not yet of the kingdom of God. This is exciting stuff. So I don't believe that this died with the apostles because we have it in the scripture. These are Jesus's words that say, go and do it. If you're a disciple of mine, this is what you have a capable of you and in you, so go do it. One of the largest examples of this kind of cool kingdom movement stuff that I have personally seen in my own life was when I used to um, take students over to Cincinnati, Ohio for something called Summer of Service. It was SOS. We do one here locally as well. Um, and there was one night, one of the speakers was talking about the exact thing I'm talking about this morning, kind of the kingdom of God coming. And so he did something that was pretty unique that I actually want to try to repeat this morning. Uh, so I'm going to risk it a little bit this morning um, and we'll see what God's going to do. Okay. And so it, it, it was been several years ago, so it might not be exactly what happened it, that night, but I'm going to try to recreate that. Um, so here this morning, we're going to have a little bit of crowd participation this morning. Okay. Those of you that are online, if you're watching with us, uh, we'll, you know, hopefully we'll do our best to clue you into this as well. Okay, so um, here's, if you're here this morning and you have back pain, and that is either lower back pain, middle back pain, uh, up in your neck or whatever, um, and it's anywhere from mild to severe, would you please stand? If you've got back pain, would you please stand? Okay, awesome. Okay, great. Anybody else want to get in on it? Because what we're going to do is we're going to pray that God will heal you this morning. That's what we're going to go after this morning. Okay, anybody else want to stand up? You got pain? Okay, so here's what we're gonna do, okay? Um, I'm gonna ask you what your pain level is right here this morning of a one to a 10. 10 being very severe, one being not, not that bad, okay? And I want you to remember your number because I'm gonna ask each one of you individually, okay? And then we're gonna pray and we're gonna ask God to take your number down to a zero, okay? All right, so what's your pain level? Six. Six. Four. Four. Eight. Five. Four. Okay, y'all keeping these people accountable because we're going we're gonna to pray in a minute. Okay, mom? Three. Tara, are you standing? Five. Five. Six. Three. You guys standing, all three of you? Four. Two. Five. Okay, did I miss anybody? Yeah, Jason? Seven. Okay. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, because of the coronavirus, we normally would lay hands on people, but we're not going to do that today. Okay, um, so just raise your hands towards these people, and we're going to pray. All right, we're going to pray. So let's pray. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would come in, in mighty power right now this morning. God, we call the kingdom of heaven down on these people right now and in their physical bodies, God, that you would do a mighty work in the name of Jesus. It has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with us in this church, it has everything to do with the power of, of the Holy Spirit that you have given to us. So God, we pray right now that you would bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth and you would take these numbers from wherever they are to zero, God, now, right now. We tell pain to go in the name of Jesus. God, we tell, we, 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 we tell these backs, the, the spines to straighten. God, we pray the discs would go back into place. We pray that blood would flow right now, God. That muscles would untighten, God. That you would move, God. That you would do something right now in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, Lord, that, that you have given us the ability to pray these kinds of prayers and see movements of heaven today. So come and do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So now, here's what I want you guys to do. 
All right, we're gonna do a check-in and see what God's been doing, all right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me what your number was, and I want you to, tell, if, it's the, if it's the same, say the same. Don't lie, by the way, just because we're in church. Okay, we're in church, right? Okay. If it's the same, it's okay. We're gonna pray again, okay? So if it's the same, say it's the same. If it's gone down, tell me how far it's gone down, okay? And if it's gone, tell us it's gone, okay? So what, what was your number? What's your number now? Maybe less. Okay, we'll praise God for the fact that it's maybe less. We'll pray again. Still four, okay? Amen. All right, can we give God a round of applause for that? Okay. What was yours? Five, what is it now? About a five, okay. Four. Three, okay, awesome. Amen. All right, Jason? Okay, awesome. Five. Awesome. All right, let's give God some praise for that. Come on. All right. Said it was six and then it's about a five. Two, awesome. We're seeing some movement of God. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your healing power, Lord. Okay, Deke. Two down to a one, amen. All right. Five, still five. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. All right. Uh, ooh, who, was, who, did, who went to zero? You did, right? Come up here. I'm going to have you pray. Okay. All right. We're going to stay standing. All right, folks, let's, let's do it again. We're going to do it again. All right. We're going to have Nathaniel pray. Okay. Uh, Chip, can I have him do, use, use this microphone right here? Okay. All right. Put your hands up towards you people, folks. We're going to pray again. We're going to pray again. <laughs> God, in this place, I just ask that you give these people that are in pain the pain-free feeling I, get, I have from you. Whatever it needs to go back to normal because God, uh, it's not normal for us to be in pain. And God, we just ask right now in Jesus' name that all of it is just gone. Yes. Come Holy Spirit. Whatever injury or accident that may have happened, it's a thing of the past and God, you make things new. Yes. So, God, we just ask for a new back. I'm feeling like also, too, there might be some people who are getting it in the neck, too. We pray, God, for a new neck. So, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that the kingdom would come. You would do the work. You would do the work right now, God. Take these numbers from wherever they are to zero, God. We would love to see just a mighty move of the Holy Spirit come in this place this morning. We invite you, God. We are, we are welcoming of your spirit this morning. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go again. We'll go this side this time. Doug, where you at? Same. What? Still a one? One. Okay. Yep. Okay. Amen. All right. And it, so it's continuing to go down. All right, awesome. One, amen. One, it's hot here. Yeah! We like it. God's moving. I like Terry. Amen. All right. Five from seven, yeah, right? Four going down. Okay, good. Amen. All right, you were four, right? Awesome. Um, I know it's not from three minutes, but just 
All right, all right, amen. All right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun because, you know, you like this guy. Um, all right. Okay. All right. Hey, we'll take that. We'll take that as a move of God, too. So, all right. So here's what, uh, thanks, Nathaniel. You can go back to your seat. Um, all right, you guys can take a seat real quick, okay? So now here's, here's what I'm going to ask you, okay? Because we've got a couple of people that are down to zeros, those kind of things. I think that, that liter- we, we don't have as much time as I had uh, in Cincinnati when we were doing this. I mean, it literally, I think he took like 45 minutes just to do that. And by the time, guess what happened? Okay, by the time he was done, every single person number was zero. And so here's what I'm going to ask you. If you just stood. I'm going to beg you to not rush out of here and let our prayer group continue to pray for you. And they'll go after it with you. And we want to pray. And then I would love for you all to fill out a card from up here. Give me your names. I'm going to put you on my prayer list this week as well, that your number will continue to go to zero because here's the reality. Folks, we've already seen it in the room that God's spirit can move and heal and do miraculous things that all we have to do is pray and the Holy Spirit will work. It's amazing stuff. It's amazing stuff. And I don't know about you, but I would love to see more of that happen in my own life and your life. Wouldn't you want a little bit more of that? And here's why we have to, this is why folks, we have to press in to the already of the already and not yet. Because right now, there are things that happen in my life sometimes that I don't even pray about. And we need to invite the already into that physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. So that's one we're gonna, we're gonna go on. That's number one, uh, grasping the now and the not yet is crucial because supernatural activity can really come. Again, we can see some cool stuff, which we already, we already saw. Um, second thing, you can write this in. This is where the tension really comes in to the midst of this. Grasping the now and not yet is crucial because we can hang on when negativity shows up. You can write that in. We can hang on when negativity shows up. Back in the text, Joseph says in our text, tells his brothers in uh, Genesis 50, 20, he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so they intended to harm Joseph, which it harmed him for a while, right? There were certain things that were harmful to him, but Joseph hung on. Joseph continued to hang on more and more and more. And the point here, and this is super crucial in our discussion today, is that this is the other side of the already and the not yet, okay? Um, In other words, this is acknowledging that, yes, in this life, though we see moments of the kingdom of God break in, which we just saw happen among us, right? Yes, we see those moments of that there's still pain in the world. People are not healed. There are people that we didn't see a complete healing in. And suffering is real. And folks, what I want to get at the rest of our time together is this, is that we need to be like Joseph and we need to hang on. I mean, I was thinking this week of everything that's been in the news just recently, not even just this last week, just recently, like there'll be some pictures that'll come up on the screen. I was thinking about um, the Tennessee tornadoes. Can you bring that picture up? Yeah. Some of the most devastating tornadoes that we've ever seen. I was thinking then of, uh, of course, the... um, Go and bring that next picture up. The coronavirus, right? Just thinking about, it's why we're here this morning. Thinking about uh, this crazy election that we have coming up this year. If you have anything like a 401k, all the kind of stuff, you know that the stock market was plummeting this week. 
And then you add to all of that, you add with that the, the problems and issues, issues that we ha- all of us have individually, right? I made a list, right? Like sickness or surgery, financial issues, not making ends meet, losing a job, tough times in our marriages and relationships. Maybe there's a divorce you're going through, friendships that are strained, fizzling, challenges at work, dealing with anxiety, depression. Folks, the reality is pain is real. Suffering this side of heaven is real. It's gonna be. And so acknowledging that amongst the fact that, that yes, there are some times and some situations and some circumstances that we can see the kingdom of God break in, um, sometimes the reality is suffering is still just gonna be in our life. And we gotta hang on when that stuff shows up. And the reason why this is so important uh, to, to, and, and why we have the already and the not yet is because um, grasping this, uh, if we can settle the fact that we can live in this tension between the already and the not yet, then we can keep pressing on towards the kingdom things. It's why I wanted to pray twice. And if we had enough time, I wanted to pray three times and four times. We wanna keep pressing towards the kingdom, right? We, we're not gonna give up. And if not giving up, then it doesn't ever lead us towards the vein of blaming God. And, and because how many of you know that so much of the negativity, well, all the negativity in our, in our life and in our world has nothing to do with God. It says he's the giver of all good things. It's because there's sin in the world. John 16, says, in this world, you will have troubles. But see, we also know this. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things, that's important, all things, God works for the good of those who love him. See, folks, there is a bigger picture to reveal. And we saw this all over the story of Joseph. So as we close, folks, I think we need to be like G- Joseph and hold on. Hold on in the not yet moments, situations, circumstances of life. Keep looking on and pressing towards the kingdom of God to come. The bigger picture when negativity shows up because here's the truth and I wanna leave you with this. Romans 5, 3 and 4 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering, listen to this, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, look at this, character, hope, and we need that right now, amen? So here's what I'll tell you, find the hope. Find the hope. Help others find the hope, especially in in the situations that we're in right now in our culture. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.